0: Two entitled parents steal seats at a theater, refusing to leave and go to another seat. Things got so bad that I threatened to call security if they seriously thought they could steal these seats from other patrons. Here's what happened. So to start things out, picture this. I'm a part-time host at a theater, working in the busiest cinema in the city. It's a Friday night, so it's extra busy, and I've just got done with stocking up one of the storerooms. I'm asked to go deal with a problem in one of the screens, as retail is too busy, and they can't spare anybody. I'm led to a group of nice women who were very apologetic about taking me away from my job. Which is totally fine. I hate my job anyways and this is a wonderful distraction. They explained there were people sitting in their assigned seats and were refusing to move. Now, the way our cinema worked was that there were two rows of assigned premiere seats in the center of the screen and everything else was unassigned. You sit wherever you want. The assigned seats are clearly labeled as such. You're also told when you buy your tickets and when you get them checked to sit anywhere but the premier seats, so it's not difficult to figure out how things worked. Well, I walked into the screen with the women following behind me and it was packed. There were definitely spare seats, but you'd be hard pressed to find two or more together. I walk up to the premiere rows and figure out which seats these ladies have from their tickets. And I tell them to wait on the edge while I go talk to the seat thieves. To add on to all of this, the film was literally about to start. The trailers were over and there were a couple of ads before things kicked off so I honestly didn't have much time. Anyways, I do the awkward shuffle to get past people until I'm facing the dad of a family of four. He rolls his eyes when he sees me because I don't think he expected the group of women to escalate things in this way. I explained that I believe they're in the wrong seats as the women stood just at the edge of where they were meant to be seating. He denies it and says these are his family seats. I asked to see his tickets and sure enough, he's got standard ones and can sit anywhere but the premier seats. I point out his mistake and I tell him that him and his family will need to move and find other places to sit. The mom chimes in now and says that the group of women have only just got here right as the film is about to start, whereas they've been sitting here since before the trailers were even on, so they shouldn't be forced to move. I explained that the women paid extra for the privilege of being able to arrive right before the film starts and still have good seats. Plus, if the family really had been here since before the trailer started, they would have had the pick of the entire cinema to sit in minus the premiere seat so their mistake was on them. At this point as you can probably expect the dad gets very angry. He raises his voice to just below yelling and tells me his family isn't moving. They were here first and the women will have to sit somewhere else. The teenagers they had with them looked like they wanted the floor to swallow them whole. I didn't yell at the guy but I did say I wasn't moving until they did and if I had to I would stand directly in front of him for the entire film. I also threatened to call security, but that was a big old bluff. We don't have security. At this point, the kids were starting to gently suggest to their parents that they need to move, but the mom and dad were not having it and both started loudly arguing with me. The dad started demanding that I find them new seats. I told him I wouldn't be doing that. I wasn't allowed to start reshuffling the entire cinema, especially when it's 2 minutes before the film starts, and I'm definitely not going to do that because it's their mistake. I told them that they would have to sit separately and I'm sorry but that's just how it goes. At this point, the mom is also now insisting that they need to move and the people around us are starting to get annoyed as well. The dad finally realizes that he's not going to win this and the entire family gets up and moves elsewhere. I awkwardly shuffle back down the aisle towards the women who were incredibly apologetic and thankful. And I told him it's no big deal and that I love doing stuff like that. And to tell you the truth, I absolutely do love telling entitled people off, but it was an overwhelming and adrenaline spike experience, and I ended up having a small cry in the storeroom afterwards. All in all, things went well, and the family didn't complain any further. I have no idea whether they managed to find seats next to each other, but I can only assume that they didn't after the scene they caused. If I was sitting in that feeder, I definitely would not want to help out a family like that either. These entitled parents were being just super obnoxious. Like, they easily could have picked any other seats, but they wanted the premier ones because they thought nobody was going to show up. Like, that's exactly what was going through their head. They thought they were getting a good deal because nobody was going to show up. And you know what? Just as the original poster said it, that is completely on them. They should have known better and they should have just gotten a seat I don't know, one row behind them. Like did they really have to steal the premiere seats? And now they all have to sit by themselves. And with all things considered, especially considering their horrible attitude, the entitled parents especially got exactly what they deserved. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My friend's HOA gives them fines simply because we tried to check the oil in his driveway. So we decided to maliciously comply and we got revenge in the funniest way possible. Here's what happened. So back in high school I was all about my car. Don't get me wrong, it was a rolling piece of garbage but it was my car. And while it did have a trade-in value of maybe $5 it was still my car. I was learning how to take care of it and by that I mean I found out where the dipstick was and how to pull it out. One day after school I drove over to my friend's place we jumped out popped the hood and pulled the dipstick we checked the oil and it was fine and so we then put the hood back down I also had no idea what an HOA was nor what it meant I was just a happy ignorant teenager eager to demonstrate how responsible I was with my wheels a few days go by and we're hanging out at my friend's place when his mom comes home she starts to give us the business in a tone of voice that basically says I'm annoyed but trying not to be she says that she received a warning from the HOA regarding repairing cars in your driveway, complete with a photo of my piece of garbage car with the hood up. Really, she was being pretty good, though clearly very annoyed. We explained that we weren't repairing anything and that I was just checking the oil levels and didn't even have any tools. The picture was just with the hood up. She softened quite a bit and the focus of her annoyance shifted from us to the HOA since it is entirely reasonable for anyone to check the level of the oil in a car. She finds her copy of the HOA rules and we read them together. Sure enough, there's a bylaw that says you can't repair a car in the driveway. I protest that I wasn't repairing anything. I was just checking the oil. Reading the exact rules on exactly what was forbidden sparked an idea. I look at my friend, raise an eyebrow, and I say to them, fight the power? And we say in unison, fight the power. I propose my plan to his mom and ask for permission, since she's going to have to deal with all the fallout. She is on board, since she thinks that this is supremely stupid and we set it all in motion and this is right when the malicious compliance begins so every day after school my friend and I drove my piece of garbage machine to his place parked it in their driveway raised the hood and just looked at the engines we didn't have tools and we weren't even near them we didn't check the oil we didn't so much as touch them nor wipe them down with a rag all we did was expose them to the birds the skies and God above to just let them breathe after a while I got bored so I started setting up an easel and drawing my engine ten minutes at a time. My friend had to one up me, so he decided that he needed to take some tasteful artistic photos with the engine. He judged the best photos would be him laying over the engine shirtless, stroking it and fake kissing it—just absurd, over-the-top, moronic high schooler stuff. Predictably, the H.O.A. was on us like stink on garbage. The warnings quickly turned to fines, complete with pictures of both vehicles with their hoods up. Then more pictures with mine with its hood up and a. An easel in front. Then, even more pictures with my friends with his hood up and him laying on the engine compartment and me taking pictures of him with a camera. Soon enough, his mom let us know that it was time for the monthly HOA meeting. Of course, all three of us had to go in person to protest the fines. So, the motley pair of us show up along with his mom and his mom's stack of fine notices. I bring along my engine drawing and we printed some of my friend's engine photos larger than normal. After a while, it was new business time. Time, and my friend's mom steps up. I'm pretty sure they expected her to play the "my son and his friend are morons" card, but nope, not a chance. She politely but firmly attested that she was being sent fines for something that isn't in the bylaws, and asked the board to stop. One of the board members spoke up, saying that working on cars was against the bylaws, and clearly that's what's going on since both hoods are up. And oh, you should have seen their faces when she corrected them—that the bylaws said no repairs were allowed, and also. That there weren't repairs going on in any of the pictures, since no tools were visible and that we were just doing art projects for school. Even longer faces were seen when she showed my drawings of the engine, along with the pictures that had date stamps on them. The HOA president called for a five-minute recess, during which the board huddled in a corner of the room. After the recess, the president succinctly said, ma'am, we are going to dismiss all your fines. Have a nice evening. We near danced out of that meeting room, being the obnoxious little jerks that my friend and I were, we had to do the drawings and photo routine a few more times just to make sure they weren't going to send more fines. Wisely enough, they didn't send any more fines. And me and my friend came out on top in the funniest way possible. HOAs are so annoying. As someone who deals with an HOA constantly, it really does suck. They monitor what you're doing and they're super annoying to deal with. So you definitely have my compassion when you have to deal with these weirdos. And also, it's so stupid that just because the hood was up, they assume that yeah, you must have been doing repairs. Like, that is seriously so dumb. There's literally no reason for that, and there's no reason to try and make these dumb rules just to appease to whatever power control you want to have. But on the other end of that, the way you handled this was absolutely hilarious. I would have never thought to do any kind of drawing or pictures just to try and prove them wrong and be like, nope, we definitely were not working on our car. But in the end, it worked out, and honestly, this was a really funny way to solve this problem. I am highly uncomfortable with my boyfriend's best female friend, and I seriously, at this point, don't know what to do. So as the title suggests, my boyfriend has a female best friend from college who makes me very uncomfortable. They have been friends for around 10 years now and have been pretty close, but they've never dated. But he has admitted to me that he used to have a crush on her and in college would go to her apartment at night in the hopes of hooking up with her and it just never happened. This girl, who we will call Jane, that's not her real name, is the kind of girl who flirts with guys for attention and plays dumb to seem cute. I have always felt weird about the way she interacts with my boyfriend. One example is that he invited a group of friends over to watch a football game once and it was pretty cold out and everyone was in hoodies and sweatshirts. Jane showed up in short shorts and a tank top. Later in the evening someone complimented her on her outfit and she said she only wore it for my boyfriend, which I thought was very odd. After months of trying to be friendly with this girl, I got fed up. She has never asked me a question about myself, never made an effort to get to know me, but is always following my boyfriend around. I tell my boyfriend this and how weird she is with me and how some of the things he said about her make me uncomfortable and while he was kind of defensive at first, eventually he seemed to understand and assure me that it wasn't something I should worry about. Jane went to Europe a few months ago and returned recently. I don't follow her on social media so I didn't know she was back until she randomly showed up at my boyfriend's birthday party. When she showed up, I was talking to other people and my boyfriend took that time to tell all of his friends and all of my friends that I hate her and to keep her away from me, which I did not appreciate as it made it much weirder for me and it felt like he was distancing she and I so I wasn't included maybe making it easier for him to hang out with her without anyone mentioning it to me going forward I would have preferred if he had said nothing and just let me handle it privately instead of telling everyone that we know how I actually feel about her his reactions made me so uncomfortable I looked through his phone while he was sleeping and I found texts from her the week prior where he must have seen that she was back in town and he texted her saying, oh, you're back? You want to grab lunch? And her response was that she was busy but then sent a text saying, I finished my stuff early if you want to still grab lunch. He never replied and I don't know if they ever did get lunch. He also did not mention this to me at all but while we were fighting a few weeks later about how he dealt with the situation, I asked if he knew she was back in town and he said no. He had no idea she was even... Even in the country, so he just straight up lied to me. I didn't even tell him that I knew they had talked before his birthday. I don't know what to do. I have an ex-boyfriend who acted the exact same way with a female friend who ended up cheating on me with her. So the situation is very triggering for me, and I seriously don't know what to do. This is really disappointing the way that your boyfriend's acting, because honestly, it seems like he's encouraging this behavior. Like he is doing literally nothing to set up boundaries with this female friend, and is in fact just making it so so he has a second girlfriend because that's exactly the way this seems. Also, the way that your boyfriend handled the situation by basically announcing to everybody that no, you don't like this lady now gives the perception to everybody else around you that you are difficult and you are a mean girlfriend, which is not the case. You're literally just trying to set boundaries. Your boyfriend crossed a line and he is absolutely lying to you. And it's also incredibly unfortunate. He would rather have this pick me girl around who's clearly just playing games with him and flirting with him, but not actually flirting with him and all this other garbage, as opposed to being dedicated to his girlfriend. And that's not your fault. That's on him. So if there's any kind of change that needs to happen, trust me when I say this, it needs to come from your boyfriend. An entitled Karen at my work literally makes problems for me as well as the rest of the office, forcing me to maliciously comply and find some kind of solution to all these problems. Here's what happened. So for starters, and a bit of context, I work in IT. I don't deal with generic computer problems. I'm an expert. In complicated programs at work. Almost every department in my work uses this program. When bugs or issues are found, I do my best to fix it myself. If I can't fix it, then I forward the issue to our vendor who manages the program for us. Taking new versions of this program is a big deal. We just don't take it. We install the new version in a non production environment, and every department must test it and sign off on it. This process can take one to two months to complete. Now enter our Karen of this story. It's good to note that dealing with her has always been an issue. She always gives me garbage for bugging her when I have questions. I thought it was personal but I asked other people in IT about her and they confirmed that she is always a pain in the butt to deal with. We were one day away from taking an upgrade and this upgrade was important as it had new features that were needed for new clients, plus several extremely needed bug fixes. This is after we went through testing and got signed off from every department to take this version. Of course, the entitled Karen of the office opens up a help desk ticket on the new version we just got. Now, it's a big enough issue to cancel the upgrade, submitted literally in the final hour. Needless to say, the higher-ups were very upset, and I got huge pressure to submit this to the vendor as soon as possible. The help desk ticket stated the issue, and at the bottom of the ticket was the sentence that said, You may not contact me about this issue. There will be no instant messaging me, no calling me, no emailing me or standing next to my desk. So, I reviewed the ticket, even though I was a little bit confused. And guess what? The issue was a user error, so this is where my malicious compliance came in. Since I couldn't talk to her about it, I went straight to the higher-ups, the same people pressuring me to submit the issue. I told them the problem and how I wasn't allowed to contact her about it, so they said that they would take care of it. About an hour later, the entitled Karen comes sheepishly to my desk, and this was probably the nicest I have ever ever seen her. I pointed out the issue to her and she said that she would review it. Five minutes later, I get a message from her saying to close the ticket. And then the upgrade proceeded as planned. This happened several years ago and I wish I could say that she got fired for this little stunt. But that just didn't happen. However, I got the next best thing. She was no longer in charge of testing. In fact, I haven't gotten a single help desk ticket from her ever since. That entitled Karen was literally just being annoying. She not only made the problem Problem itself, But then basically forced your hand to go to the higher ups and be like, hey, can you take care of this? Because this is obnoxious. And she's literally delaying our upgrades. And you know what? If I was in the original poster shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. This entitled Karen is literally notorious for being incredibly rude. And I am not about to be caught in her crossfire. So hopefully the next time she submits a ticket error, she'll be a little bit nicer in her message. My boyfriend is suddenly demanding that we should get married and have some kids. And this is is literally coming out of nowhere and it's kind of got me freaked out and at this point i don't know what to do so i have always felt like i'm much much more invested in my relationship than my boyfriend is we've been dating for just over a year and he is a workaholic and also very keen on having his own me time i'm the same way most of the time however i have expressed frustration at times that we don't see each other more often and that we never really do anything together except have dinner once or twice a week he will sell Him stay over, and when he does stay over, he will be out the front door before 7 a.m. the next morning to go work on his hobby projects. I barely ever see him in the daytime. In general, I've always felt like I'm putting ten times more time and effort into the relationship than he does. And I know that sounds really stupid. If there is a crisis of any sort, you can trust him to completely disappear. For obvious reasons, I've totally given up on the idea that this will ever become a serious relationship. The situation actually suits me great because I suddenly have a lot of stuff going on in my life meaning I don't really have time for a full on relationship anyways in other words I am quite happy to just dawdle along in this not quite relationship for now anyways a couple of days ago out of the blue he just totally lost it with me because I haven't begged him to get married to me or to have children apparently getting married and having children is now a must have for him and it needs to happen as soon as possible I asked him why he has this sudden change of heart to make this relationship serious all of the sudden. He got really offended, saying he thought it was always serious. Now, to be clear, I have to basically beg to see him for even an hour a week, and now he is angry that I haven't suggested marriage and kids to him? Should I run away from this relationship? It feels like I'm being manipulated somehow, but I'm honestly not sure what to do. This relationship definitely sounds incredibly sketchy. Like the way your boyfriend's acting is just not normal. Like, let me get this straight. He went from being super passive in the relationship to suddenly being all on board and really wanting to get married really quickly. Like, really, what did change in this relationship? He hasn't been around in the relationship in the slightest, and he's been just doing other things besides paying attention to you. But suddenly, it's like he did a 180, and now he's all obsessed with you. He wants to get married. He wants to have kids right away. And that is super sketchy, and that's a big red flag in my opinion. If I was in your shoes, and I was getting this kind of pressure all of a sudden seemingly out of nowhere, I would be pumping the brakes right away. I would be like, whoa, we need to take a step back. Where is this coming from? You've never acted like this. This is incredibly weird behavior and it's not something I'm ready to do. So hopefully if you have that kind of conversation with him, it goes well because from the sounds of it, he doesn't seem like the most stable person to talk to and hopefully with all things considered, including his attitude, this conversation goes well in some kind of way. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on